Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. want to go around the uh, horn here and find out who these guys would say did the best so far in NFL free agency. If you're just starting off with us, I gave you five teams that I think the fan bases can be a lot more optimistic today than they were last week with the moves that they made. And those moves in order, my five teams, I would say the team that made the best move, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Nick Foles, if he plays like he did with the Eagles, is a game changer for the Jags. Second best move, Cleveland Browns. Um, I love everything about how young that offensive talent is. May not all gel together in year one, but you think about the next four or five years, theoretically, with that talent, if Baker Mayfield continues to evolve, I love everything about it. Third, Denver Broncos. I know a lot of people like to insult and ridicule Joe Flacco. I think he's a step up from Case Keenum. I think that Denver potentially, if that defense continues to play well, could be a contender to get into the playoffs. If you get into the playoffs with Joe Flacco, he has been historically one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when you get to the postseason. Four spot, I would go with Antonio Brown to the Raiders. The question still remains, how committed long-term are the Raiders to Derek Carr? We'll find out to a certain extent based on what the Raiders do with that number four pick. Are they out there looking at Dwayne Haskins? Are they thinking potentially about Drew Locke? Is it possible they could try to make a move to get Kyler Murray, who it appears had his pro day yesterday and is likely to go number one overall, now minus 400. And then in the five spot, the team that I would say made the fifth most interesting moves, the Jets, uh, when you look at C.J. Mosley and you look at, uh, at obviously what happened with Le'Veon Bell, Sam Darnold in year two, a lot of signs that he was going to be pretty good. That team did not have a lot of talent around him. 
Le'Veon could make a difference. Those are the five that stand out to me. I want to start with Eddie Garcia because we're about to get an update. But right before we get an update, Eddie Garcia, which team, if you had to pick one, do you think made the most fundamentally strong impact in terms of making its team a potential Super Bowl contender or at least a playoff win contender? Well, I'd have to go with Cleveland. Um, I mean, they've obviously added some great weapons to what appeared to be a young up-and-coming team. And Blake Bortles, he still has to prove it, obviously, going forward. But he, he looks like he's got a lot of potential, so I would have to go Cleveland. Uh, if You didn't ask me, but if I would remove one team from your list, it would be Denver. I don't believe in Joe Flacco anymore. Nobody. Uh, I might be the only person in yeah, America might be, who has might any be. faith at all in Joe Flacco. I just think he's a step up from Case Keenum. I really do. And even last year good Joe Flacco was still the potential to be really good. I watched him play against the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens won that game 21-0, and Joe Flacco had as good of a game as I saw any quarterback have last year. So his ceiling is still really high. Is there a way to keep that ceiling and do away with bad Joe Flacco? I don't know, but I feel like the ceiling on Flacco is much higher than Case Keenum and I still feel as if the talent otherwise in Denver is pretty solid. All right. I've seen Joe Flacco as, a, as an AFC North guy being a Steelers fan, and uh, that Joe Flacco, that was pretty good. He hasn't been around in, a, in like six years. I mean, except for maybe the game you saw, but uh, yeah, he, he's not very good anymore. I don't think he's much of an upgrade, if he is an upgrade at all, over Case Keenum, to be honest with you. But the quarterback position is so important. If it were possible that that John Elway could find a little bit of magic, not Peyton Manning by any stretch of the imagination, but I think there's enough talent in Denver, and maybe they go into the draft and they find a good young quarterback and they're able to take advantage of it there. That certainly is the flaw in John Elway's game so far has been his inability to find a signal caller that he can rely on. But in the meantime, what you got for me? got a Geico scoreboard. We'll start in the NBA where the Warriors go into Houston and beat the Rockets 106-104, to snapping the Rockets' nine-game winning streak. And they do it without star Kevin Durant, who sat out with an ankle injury. Clay Thompson had 30, DeMarcus Cousins 27 for the defending champs. Thunder get a, another triple-double from Russell Westbrook, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, and a 108-96 win over the Nets. Heat pound the Pistons 108-74, to while the Magic lose to the Wizards 100-90. So Miami now has a two-game lead over Orlando and Charlotte for the final a playoff spot in the East. College basketball just one automatic bid handed out in the NCAA tournament on Wednesday. Uh, Colgate over Bucknell, 94-80 to win the Patriot League title. Colgate going to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1996. A couple of uh, notes from the NFL. Washington Redskins re-signed running back Adrian Peterson. Two years, $8 million. Kansas City Chiefs released former All-Pro safety Eric Berry. And as expected, the Jacksonville Jaguars released quarterback Blake Bortles. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. All right, I want to bring in the crew. Uh, you just heard uh, who Eddie Garcia said. I mean, the Browns, common uh, thought. The Browns now have become tied with the Indianapolis Colts as the fifth most likely, I believe it is, fifth most likely team to win the Super Bowl now, which is unbelievable when you consider two years ago they were winless. Uh, who would you say, uh, Danny G, is the biggest winner so far from the free agency game in the NFL? 
Well, I like your five. Like Eddie, I'm still not sold on Flacco either. For my five, I'd say Browns, Jets, Raiders, Jags, and this might surprise you, but in my fifth spot, I'd vote for the other Bay Area team, the Niners secretly having some good moves. Jimmy G's going to be back, of course, from that injury. I like what they did yesterday in signing Tevin Coleman. Watching him run the ball in Atlanta was a lot of fun, so that's going to be great for their backfield. And then on defense, that D4 trade, which we haven't talked about a lot, insert lineup on uh, onside jokes here but d ford rushing the quarterback that was a big problem for the niners last season they couldn't get pressure on the other team's quarterback that's going to help them they also signed a new inside linebacker quan alexander away from the bucks so i think some of the moves the niners are making are nice so we have a possibility here that both bay area teams could be on the way up hallelujah yeah that is interesting one thing that i thought was interesting uh we didn't talk a lot about this. I think the addition, so the, the Kansas City Chiefs re- released Eric Berry. You just mentioned they traded D. Ford effectively for a second-round pick, I think it was, and then the Niners gave D. Ford big money. Uh, Tyron Matthew uh, coming into that Chiefs defense as they try to remake it under a new defensive coordinator. I like that move. Uh, Eric Berry just has not been able to stay healthy. Obviously, he overcame cancer. He was the heart and soul of much of what went on in Kansas City. That will be a tough loss. But from a health perspective, I like Matthew coming in there. I think he could be a substantial impact. One thing that I find fascinating, we talked about how uh, the Patriots never make that aggressive of moves in free agency. I'll tell you this. The Indianapolis Colts came in with over $100 million to spend in free agency. And the Colts right now are at 14-1, to tied with the Browns. And they basically have uh, stood firm. They haven't made a lot of aggressive moves. And that, to me, I I know a lot of fans love when their teams come out and they make really aggressive moves in free agency. Historically, the teams that make the most aggressive moves in free agency don't typically see those things pan out. It's usually through the draft and good roster management that the best teams stay the best teams. And so I'm, I'm really kind of fascinated by the way that the Colts have you know come into free agency because they could have come out and blown away a lot of teams with just the amount of money they had to spend, and they haven't tried to do that. Um, it's almost New England Patriot-esque. Now, I'm sure some Colt fans are like, hey, we got all this money, why aren't we spending it? But uh, but it is intriguing to see what's going on there. Uh, Dub, who would you put up there? Whose moves do you like the most so far in free agency? Yeah, I agree with Danny G. I had the 49ers in my list as well. Uh, and their defense last year, they forced two interceptions all season. So you got to think D. Ford and Quan Alexander uh, kind of give them a better chance of forcing some more turnovers this year. But also, I thought uh, what the Lions have been doing I don't know. It seems like every year there's a team that tries to sign away New England Patriots players, and obviously they have an old New England Patriots assistant as their head coach. So typically what we've seen, that does not work. But, you know, with Trey Flowers, uh, they got Danny Amendola, a former Patriot, and then they also got Justin Coleman from Seattle, cornerback. So it'll be interesting to see how those moves work out because they've been one of the more active teams so far. Yeah, no, there's no doubt at all about that. What about you, Roberto? Who stands out? Obviously it's the Browns. I go with, with Danny's list there, uh, Browns, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Niners, and the, and the Raiders. The Raiders yesterday go ahead and sign uh, Terrell Williams from the Chargers, so now they have a good number two wide receiver to go along there. Well, Jordan Nelson will be the number three right now. 
So I'm going with the the Browns. The Browns so far looks like the best. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Chris Mannix with us now. Uh, Chris, appreciate you getting up early with us. Last night, the Houston Rockets, they've been on a roll. They lose to the Warriors without Kevin Durant. I just have trouble trying to figure out at this point in time what matters and what doesn't in the NBA regular season. Is this game and this result significant? I don't know that it's significant in in forecasting um, 
you know, what would happen in the conference finals between these two teams because it was, what, a month ago when the Rockets went to Golden State and won without, I think it was James Harden in that game. So it's, it's, it's a back and forth. What was what was interesting to me in, in this game was just how impactful DeMarcus Cousins was. Yeah. And, you know, he, he'd taken a pretty good beating, you know, for the last month, justifiably because teams just attacking him. You know, he set the tone from the first five minutes of the first quarter on um, with what he could do. When it was his passing out of the low post, he was able to draw charges, he was able to block shots, he rebounded well. Um, you know, if that's the version of DeMarcus Cousins that the Warriors are going to get in the playoffs, then, then yeah, that this was, you know, kind of a, a reckoning, maybe not just for the Rockets, for other teams. But if the Warriors come out in, in a couple of days and, and DeMarcus Cousins is once again attacked and he looks like a liability, well, everything we saw last night is, is just kind of an aberration. What are they doing with Andrew Bogut? I mean, that's obviously a sign that they think that they have a weakness. What's going on with that story, and do you think that's going to have any impact? Well, he's going to be in, and I think it'll be in the next you know two or three games, uh, from what I understand. I don't know that it's a, a reflection of concern about Cousins, because you know, if you go back you know a month, you know they were in the market for Robin Lopez, and they thought Robin Lopez was going to be bought out, and they had Cousins on the roster anyway. That five spot is is probably their biggest area of weakness. With you know, kind of you know, Kevin Looney is there. You know, Jordan Bell. You know, you've got some some guys that are decent, but but nobody that that moves the needle. And Bogut, you know, he's just basically an insurance policy at this point. I mean, there's going to be a lot of games where they go really small and more athletic as teams in this league have tend to gone. But I don't know that Bogut is him being there is. Represents any kind of concern about what Demarcus Cousins is or isn't doing. It's just they wanted to shore up that spot for a pretty long time. Have you seen anything this year that makes you believe the Warriors are not going to be able to flip a switch and win the championship once we get to the postseason? Well, I think they can flip a switch because, like like any great team that has been on this type of multi year tear, I mean there, there are. It's understandable. I mean, when we say in September that this team's likely to get bored in January and February, we can't be surprised or alarmed when they look bored in January and February. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. And and there certainly have been some some things that were uh, you know, not really expected. The the rift between Durant and Draymond Green, and you know, Durant's free agency having maybe more of a strain on that team than than to be than than was expected, but. This is still a team that I think is going to be a strong favorite uh, going in. Again, the question, not to repeat myself, but the question, if they really are going to play DeMarcus Cousins 25, 30 minutes, what kind of impact does that have on them defensively? Because it's one thing to have him play as well as he did you know, against Houston last night. It's another thing when a team goes into a seven-game series and all they have to do is focus on one team. And, and the, the, the brain trust and the coaching staff, they're not – you know, overextended thinking about different team uh, every other night. So I, uh, that to me is the biggest wild card. You know, what Cousins can bring and how he's attacked on any given night. Would you pick the Rockets as the most likely team still to win in the West, or do you like somebody else if the Warriors were going to be upset in that division? No, I think it's the Rockets. And, and look, the, the the health is obviously paramount with that team, but I, I really love what, what they did in the last couple of months with some of these scrap heap signings. I mean, Kenneth Farid is out there, you know, doing things he hasn't done in years. He's really been such a great reclamation project with that team. I mean, Austin Rivers 
was available to everybody, and the Rockets got him, and he's given them 30-plus minutes a night as uh, as a backup guard. I mean, you know, shoring up those positions and those backup spots were were pretty impactful. I think the wild card in, in that entire group has got to be Oklahoma City because, you know, the way they defend this year is different than what we saw last year. And Paul George has clearly taken his game to to an entirely different level. And, you know, not not to go off topic, but, I mean, the – you know, I really think, you know, Russell Westbrook's such a polarizing guy, but Russell Westbrook is going to average a triple-double for the third straight season. That, to me, Clay, is is maybe the most unbreakable record that the NBA has. I think a player averaging a triple-double for three straight seasons, it's more likely that we see someone score 100 points in a game than it is than we see somebody average a triple-double for three straight seasons. Somebody might do it for one, like Ben Simmons, could potentially do it. It's a handful of other guys out there that have that potential. But three straight seasons, I don't think we'll ever see a player do that ever again. And Russell Westbrook, these last few years, has made it look routine. Did you think there was a resolution of the, uh, speaking of Russell Westbrook, the issue in Utah, the fan being banned theoretically for life, although I don't know how you, you could stop him from buying season tickets, I would imagine, pretty easily. I don't know how you stop a guy from walking in. Uh, you know, years from now being recognized. Uh, but Russell Westbrook also getting fined $25,000. Was that the right call? I think it was fine. I mean, I'd, I'd love to know. I'd love to have, like, a transparent report. I mean, I guess the, the Jazz, you know, went through the motions on this, and and, and apparently they saw enough, or, and it wasn't just, uh, you know, taking Russell Westbrook at his word, but they asked uh, a number of people that, that overheard the conversation what was said. So if... If it really was, if it did really did rise to a level that was extremely inappropriate, I'm fine with it. Um, I, I think Russ, you know, look, I, I, I get his frustration when a guy's sitting right next to you and saying what he's saying, but you really can't threaten a woman like that. I mean, that that, that doesn't work, and, and maybe you do deserve more punishment for that. But as far as, as this goes, the resolution to me is okay. I would have been okay if Russell was finding a little bit more money uh, because there was a, a, you know, a threat against a woman involved. But overall, uh, it, it seems fine by me. Who's going to win the East? And what do you expect to see coming down the stretch now in what is, it appears, a wide-open Eastern Conference? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just – it really is wide open because, you know, you look at Milwaukee and, and the way they play. You know, there are a lot of people that I've talked to that, that look at the Bucks as, like, this great regular season team that could have problems with the playoffs because the gap between Giannis and the second best player on Milwaukee is greater than the gap between, you know, say Kawhi Leonard and the second best player in Toronto, which is uh, Kyle Lowry and, and, you know, Kyrie Irving in Boston and Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. I mean, there's, there's a pretty big talent gap. They got great depth in Milwaukee, but they're also going to have to play Brooke Lopez 25, 30 plus minutes uh, in the playoffs. And that, that presents potentially the same problems that DeMarcus Cousins has, you know, playing in the postseason. Uh, in Golden State, so I, I really, I really have no idea. Like who who wins this conference? I mean, it really comes down to who's playing the best as the season comes to an end. I don't think seeding matters. I don't think home court matters. Uh, I think this conference could be won by any of the top three or four teams. All right, last question. I know I said last question for you, but the latest on Kevin Durant. Do you still think the Knicks are a legitimate possibility there? And how much talk is there still about that? Yeah, I, I think the Knicks are. are a strong possibility, though I can't imagine that James Dolan interview did anything to help the Knicks. I, right. I just, 
every time James Dolan opens his mouth, it just it, it reminds people, and I wrote this that, uh, just yesterday, but it reminds people that he is one of the Knicks' greatest liabilities, that that him being there and, you know, look, one of the dumbest things that I heard during that interview was James Dolan said to, to Michael Kay that, that, you know, players want to get paid and they want to win. Okay, well, you haven't won anything in two decades, and this isn't baseball where you can write a blank check to the big free agent. There are rules, and you can't pay more than anybody else. In fact, other teams, Golden State specifically with Durant and, Bo- and Kyrie Irving in Boston, can pay more because of league rules and how much they're able to uh, to spend over over a five year deal. So, yeah, I, I just think players got to be looking at that interview and saying, "This is the guy at the top. This is the guy." that is, is making all the decisions you know, for the organization. Do I really want to tie myself to James Dolan when he goes out there and, and sounds just as, as kind of disconnected from reality as he did in that interview? Outstanding stuff as always. Chris Mannix, we'll talk to you again hopefully next week. Have a good uh, weekend, my man. You got it, Clay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Because I work at Fox Sports, I know a lot, and they're based in L.A., I know a lot of USC people, right? Uh, And I like a lot of them. But I also know a lot of people who don't like USC and live in the L.A. area, and they will regularly deride USC as the University for Spoiled Children, right? USC, that's what it stands for. The Lori Loughlin scandal, Aunt Becky, $1 million uh, bond for buying her daughter's way into USC is not doing a lot to kill that overall storyline. And certainly, when your mom buys your way into USC and then people immediately go around and you're a social media influencer and it turns out you announced that you were going to USC. This is 100% real. This is uh, the daughter of Lori Loughlin, uh, Olivia Jade, who uh, who is active on YouTube and Instagram and all these other uh, uh, you know social media channels as an influencer and has made a lot of money doing that. This is her talking about going to USC. It's 100% real, not satire. Listen. I'll be in New York a bunch this year for work and traveling to a different country because I'm creating something with this country and that's her work. So I don't know how much of school I'm going to attend, but I'm going to go in and talk to my deans and everyone and hope that I can try and balance it all. Um, But I do want the experience of like game days, partying. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. So, this is going to shock you, I know, but the girl whose mom cheated to get her into school doesn't really care about school that much, you know. But she's really interested in the game days for USC, fight on Trojans, and she's really interested in uh, in uh, that's pretty much it, the partying. Not a great look for USC. And again, my big question about this in general is... How is it possible that this massive loophole existed for so long and was being exploited and nobody noticed it? You got all these kids that are getting admitted through what was called the side door in the FBI investigation here of allegedly being athletes without being athletes. And nobody ever thought it was strange at the number of these people who would decide, you know what, I know I got admitted to play soccer, but I'm actually never going to do soccer. Or, you know what, 
look at all these kids getting admitted to do crew, and then as soon as they get to campus, they have absolutely no interest in doing crew. You would think this would get flagged at some point in time if you're running an efficient school. You would think that if there are all these kids coming in ostensibly to play sports, and the reason why they are getting a fair, uh, an easier route into the school is because of their athletic talent. You would think at some point in time, if tons of those kids were never doing the sport they were admitted to do, that somebody would have had a light bulb go off and say, wait a minute, is this system being abused? Are we being taken advantage of here such that you don't end up with Lori Laughlin's daughter saying, I'm going to talk to the deans. I'm not really that interested in school itself, but I am interested in going to the football games and the parties. Uh, Yeah, it's probably not a good look for USC. And this goes all the way to the top at SC where there have been a lot of scandals involved to have somebody who's making over a million dollars to take bribes. Yikes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Todd Furman, how much did your family pay for you to get into an elite school while pretending to be an athlete? You know what, I wish my family actually had money to pay me, and I was the one taking out six figures in student loan debt that took me about 10 years after graduation to be able to pay down. I'm still blown away by this story, Clay, because I went to school with kids' families who had more money than they knew what to do with. There was a ton of pressure to get in a lot of the Ivy League schools and everything else. But whatever happened to just donating a library or a wing of a science center or something along those lines to get your kids into school makes me wonder how dumb Lori Laughlin's kids, Felicity Huff and William H. Macy's kids are. They couldn't find more conventional ways to get these kids into USC. You know what it stands out to me is that you had to, I mean, it really is fascinating, but these schools get so much money in donations that even millions of dollars in donations doesn't guarantee that your kids are going to get in. And so they tried to find this kind of like side door. And I went to GW, which is, uh, you know, the people we were talking about USC stands for University of Spoiled Children. Like GW, people said, stands for Georgetown waitlist, right? Um, now, <laughs> I, I, was a, uh, I was an academic, uh, you know, I got a scholarship there. But there were a lot of really rich, really dumb kids at GW. And and it doesn't surprise like East Coast, you know, lots of money and the family still wants them to be in a school that has a name in some way. And so, I mean, I didn't mind it really because those people paying full tuition helped subsidize my scholarship. But I remember looking around being like, man, these kids have had a lot of advantages and they still aren't that smart as a group, right? Um, oh, and maybe I, that's I changed somewhat. I, And I think a lot of that was my takeaway, especially at boarding school. When I had less than 80 kids in my graduating class, I knew there were kids from an academic standpoint who didn't deserve to be there, but there was no chance if those kids and their families hadn't made donations to the endowment and everything else that a kid like me would have ever had a chance to get full financial aid. And I just used to laugh because you'd see how the disciplinary committee would handle it. Kids that were on scholarship would have one chance. It was one and done. But if you, you came from the right family name and your parents just happened to be you know, tied to the Ticketmaster empire throughout Hong Kong, you could have four or five strikes, and you just made sure that if something were to go wrong in the dorm, all you did is you pinned it on one of those kids, and they were happy to take it. They said, there's no way the school is going to kick me out. When you're talking about when you're in boarding school, like if you're, in yeah. the, if, you're the, if you're on the scholarship, you do one thing wrong, they kick you out. But if you're the really rich kid, then, uh, then he can, like, it's almost impossible for him to get kicked out. Exactly. They were given like Steve Howe fifth 
second chances. Yeah, no, that's wild. Um, so we're coming down the stretch here of the uh, of the college basketball season. And uh, But before I get to that, I want to ask you about the Warriors and betting on NBA in general. I know we talk about this a lot on Lock It In, but the Warriors, to me, personify how almost impossible it is to figure out game-to-game what's going to happen in the NBA because they can lose at home to the Phoenix Suns, and then they can come back and go on the road even without Kevin Durant and beat what has been a very hot Houston Rockets team how is there any rhyme or reason to bet the NBA right now in the regular season? Well, I think a lot of it, when you look at a regular season that's as long as the NBA, so whether it's that, whether it's the NHL or Major League Baseball, much different than football to a certain extent, you have to try and do some reading between the lines. You want to study the schedule and anticipate a little bit, read players' quotes to figure out when teams are actually going to be fully engaged. Because you're spot on. Last night, the Warriors are an underdog for only the fifth time all season at the Houston Rockets. No Kevin Durant. And they finally look like, hey, we have something to prove, which is a rare occurrence during the NBA regular season. And you can probably go back to maybe the turn of 2019. Golden State's really only shown up a couple of times against the Nuggets twice. They showed up last night against the Rockets. They know they have a gear that they can find when the games matter most. And against Phoenix Suns in the middle of the NBA regular season, it's not going to change their postseason outlook by any stretch of the imagination. The real key for Steve Kerr's bunch, just be healthy when we come down the stretch. And we could see a Warriors-type playoff run where maybe they go 16-4 and en route to another NBA championship. Do you believe in the Rockets? Are they the best threat to the Warriors in the West? Oh, definitely. I look at Denver, I think that they have a nice core that they've built. Mike Malone has put together, uh, but Golden State can take things to another level and absolutely dust them. The Rockets were one game away, essentially, last year in a Chris Paul injury from knocking off the Warriors. I like what they've done to add a layer of toughness. I don't think we saw the Rockets at their absolute best, and you probably saw a Golden State team that wanted a little bit uh, of exacting revenge, having lost the previous three games. But I think we'd be treated to a hell of a seven-game series if we saw the Rockets playing at their best and Golden State fully engaged, like I assume we'll see yet again this postseason. Todd Furman, you can watch him in theory with me and lock it in at 4.30 Eastern, although our show for the past two days has been delayed for audio reasons. Do you think we'll hit for the trifecta here? I mean, I'd like to think that uh, everything goes off seamlessly for our short three-day week. But I'm trying to figure out exactly why that's necessarily transpired. I figured it would happen early on in football season when certain things came out of your mouth. They would take (laughs) us off the air for technical difficulties or we'd see color bars, not before the show even got started. Do you think it's related to me being king for the week that we haven't had a show that started on time yet? I mean, if that was the case, it'd be absolute genius, and I'd love it. Uh, I look at it, though, since it's the first time that you've had the crown on your head since the, the beginning of this year, that you're going to have the shortest reign of any Lockett and King. It proves to me yet again that the gambling gods are justful and that everything can be right in the world when you find a way to finally sit atop the throne. We're uh, breaking down a lot of the world of sports from a gambling perspective every day on Lock It In, and we're going to be live on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas doing our show. You can come watch it if you're going to be in Vegas for the opening round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, What do you expect there? And for people who may not have ever been, out for the opening uh, round of the NCAA tournament in Vegas. How would you describe the scene? 
Um, I would probably describe it as complete chaos. So if you're coming out there, whether it's your first time or you're a Grizzled veteran, uh, as it pertains to the opening weekend, make sure you get your rest well in advance. Uh, you're willing to pay a premium for a seat uh, and that you come on an empty stomach that you intend to load up with liquid courage because starting Thursday morning at about 9 a.m. Pacific until the wee hours of Saturday night, that 72 hours is about it, as intense a window as you're going to find on the sports betting calendar, wall-to-wall action. And I think the best, most apropos analogy is to equate it to a frat party. Super Bowl is much more like a wine and cheese dinner party. You're up in Napa. It's a little bit more relaxed. The NCAA tournament, especially the opening weekend, is keg stands. It's wall-to-wall shots of fireball. It's groups of dudes yelling and screaming at the TV about player props, first half over-unders, full game lines, you name it. And to any of the ladies that are out there and that kind of behavior doesn't discourage them from finding somebody to buy them drinks at the bar or nightclub, uh, it is essentially a meat market, although uh, jorts and T-shirts might not exactly be what you're looking for in a possible suitor. If you're a woman, there's probably not a weekend in Las Vegas where there is a more male-to-female skewed ratio than the NCAA tournament opening weekend, right? I would agree with that. Uh, not always seeing men in their natural habitat uh, will allow women to go out. Well, that that guy's really someone I want to spend time with or can think about dating. Uh, but it definitely does change the dynamic, and I'll say it skews the ratio quite a bit should you end up at a nightclub on Thursday or Friday night. If you're coming with a group of dudes, be prepared to pay about two to three times some of the bottle minimums. Uh, we're talking to Todd Furman. You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Furman. You can watch him on Lock It In with me every single day, 4.30 Eastern on FS1. Uh, the other uh, tip I would give, and, and you certainly have seen this a lot happen, is if you can get the app for the uh, respective casinos where you are staying, it's hard sometimes to get your bets in because it's packed right before tip, right? And I think this surprises people who may not have been to Vegas before or even have been to Vegas and been into a sports book. You have to budget in a lot of time to stand in line and get your bets in right before all the games are tipping off, yet you can have the app if you get registered early and be able to just bet from your phone, and then you don't have to worry about standing in line. That's a great point. It's something that you wouldn't have had the luxury of being able to do seven, eight years ago, or even two or three at a lot of these casinos. If you happen to get in Wednesday night, go down to the sports book, whether it's Caesars, MGM, William Hill, you name it, deposit money on the app, and you'll have the luxury and the convenience of being able to bet on your mobile phone regardless of where you are we know when it comes to you clay you like to spend saturday out by the pool there's no worse feeling than when you have to get up leave your pool chair go all the way inside to try and make a bet on a second half or something along those lines so take full advantage even if you're not coming out to las vegas and you're headed out to atlantic city for the first ever nca tournament out there uh take advantage of some of those options that are there you'll save yourself quite a bit of time I do, on Saturday, like to just chill and actually hang out at the pool as opposed... I've been there Thursday and Friday watching games. By Saturday, unless my team's playing, I like to chill by the pool, make my bets, look at my phone, see how things are going. If there's a game that's coming down to the wire, I'll go watch. All right, we got all the conference tournaments really kind of rolling starting today. ACC, Big 12, Big 10, SEC, and the Pac-12. What do you like the most? Who would you bet on if you had to pick somebody in all these conference tournaments? I think when you go through it, you try and figure out how everything is going to unfold. So you look at the Pac-12, and this is a league where I don't think any team is safe. So the two that jump out to me are the top two seeds in Washington and Arizona State. I think they need to get to at least the conference championship to feel comfortable on Selection Sunday getting into the fold. I know we talked about the SEC 
unlock it in, and Kentucky and Tennessee on a crash course to play each other in the semifinals, where the other half of the draw appears a little bit more wide open if you believe that there's some instability around LSU without their head coach. I think Auburn, knowing the tandem they have in the backcourt, makes them a very dangerous threat. And uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think if you're trying to identify a long shot in a power conference, their road won't be easy, and a money line rollover could pay more. Uh, Indiana knows that they have a lot uh, to accomplish on the court should they be able to include themselves in the field of 68, starting today against Ohio State where they're two-point favorites. But if they get that one win under their belt and they were to beat Michigan State in the next round, they would feel pretty confident having beaten the Spartans twice, and there's a reason the Hoosiers are 50-1. to You're not exactly taking them as one of the favorites, expecting them to cut down the nets in Chicago. Brackets will come out Sunday. The first thing you do when the brackets come out to get ready from a gambling perspective is what? I'll look at some of the matchups. I have a handful of teams that I've identified kind of going in that I want to try and bet on, and I also want to bet against, and I hope things shape up favorably for those teams. It's not trying to figure out that 12 over 5, 13 over 4, one of those big upsets. It's looking at the power conference teams, seeing who has the easiest road to get to the Sweet 16 and get to the Elite 8. Because while everyone becomes enamored, especially just filling out brackets with those opening weekend upsets, typically the cream rises to the top. And if you're taking teams from those seed lines, 1 through 4, you're going to see 6 out of those teams playing in the Elite 8, and typically 2 of the four at minimum will be the teams in Minneapolis vying for a national championship. Identify the favorites that can get the job done. Don't look for the long shots that may be, win one game and just happen to get to the opening weekend. Brant Snedeker texted me and said, please don't bet on me in the players because my gambling picks have been taking such body blows of late. Where does that rank on the, uh, on the, uh, the tough uh, responses to getting gambling? I mean, Brand knows all too well exactly the power of the Clay Travis mush that was in full effect up to last week. But tell Brand you finally broke your maiden when it comes to winning a crown on Lock It In. Maybe this is going to continue for you in 2019. But this tournament, more so than any other you see on the golf calendar, one of the more unpredictable. Webb Simpson a year ago, 60 to one. We saw Sun Woo Kim win the tournament at prices of 500 to one, or even be listed in the field. Typically, this is one where you're going to want to try and identify long shots. It hasn't exactly been kind of favorites over the last couple trips down there to Florida. All right, last question for you. Is Duke way overvalued given the uncertainty surrounding Zion's health and how he'll be playing, if he'll be playing, next week in the NCAA tournament? Or do you think the number that they've hung with Duke is a valid one? Well, I don't want to say overvalued because if Zion comes back healthy, that's exactly where the price should be for Duke. But I'd be taking a wait-and-see approach and trying to figure out how the number one overall pick in next year's NBA draft is going to perform. You'll essentially have a three-game conference tournament sample size if Duke runs the table. If you feel confident that he's going to be at 100%, Duke should be that prohibitive favorite type territory. But right now, there's no reason to run to the window and bet Duke at a price of 5-2 to two or less because I really believe that number will be widely available when they're announced potentially as a number one seed, barring a setback to Zion. Todd Furman, good stuff as always. I'll see you on television later today. I look forward to it, Clay. It's a highlight of every day for me. (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. 
product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.